1: Oh man, I'm back, but my body still might be in Cebu. Are you 14 hours in the future still? <laughs> no, I'm 14 hours back here, but sixteen hours of sleep later uh led to a rather lengthy uh amount of time without sleep after. But man, I'm glad I'm back. I'm USA. USA. <laughs> but I, I gotta say, man, amazing trip. Really had a good time, got a ton of stuff done, and Oh man, I'm just so excited about what what we're doing over there. She so setting up a whole new startup over there? Uh kind of, but not really. I mean, it's uh, just a little more of the same. But it, with that I did actually uh take things a step further and uh get a little uh more official there. I uh registered a corporation in the Philippines, which was interesting. I did, was doing that before I left. But yeah, it's been a pretty long month. So what are you going to do next? next i'm gonna continue building gigabook and hopefully take on some pretty cool projects with people that are still tbd so what all did you do while you were there man i did a lot of stuff well prior to that you know the whole purpose was to consolidate the i've always stated that we have an office in in cebu but technically we had you know anywhere from five to twelve people over the years that were working remote. They were never really in the same place. So in the idea of improvement and expansion and and growth, uh rented an office and opened a corporation and learned a whole lot of stuff about Filipino business management. I feel very qualified to Oh Man talk about a lot of things. It's uh, basically the same but different and then it operates at about a 90th of the speed Um, You know here you can call and get a tax ID on the phone I'm still waiting for mine. It's been almost a month. So But yeah, I went over there hired a, a The second gigabuck team and have some plans to add three and four in the coming months
0: So um, you also hired somebody over here, didn't you? I did. New
1: general manager. Yeah. Just hiring everybody. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, there's a decent chance I'll give you a job. <laughs> it's actually not true. Pretty full, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's been exciting, man. It's been an exciting month. Um, I'm pretty excited mainly because I now I, I as a startup founder, I only have to do 63 jobs,
0: which is down from 71. Does yeah. that include the ones you have your four-year-old doing?
1: Uh, okay, look, you're the one that was posting <laughs> pictures using child labor to build Bitcoin mines. Yeah, okay, so let's right, be real right, here. Right. There's only one person in this room and on this podcast that's really into child labor. <laughs> um, but they look like they were having fun. And, uh, I noticed that the machine isn't on, nope. <laughs> so you might want to just do a little, you know, maybe a tech meeting with your, with your, uh, with your folks. But you know, anyway, back to your question about Cebu, uh, I'm. I'm just. I, I. I really had a great time. It was very enlightening, and you know, I'd like to talk about some of that today because I've had a lot of people, either through the Facebook uh, group for the startup hustle or just different places, ask me a lot of questions. And you know, I've had employees over there for nine years, and this is the first time I ever went. So that that was really kind of where a lot of it started. First off, it's 30 hours of travel from Kansas City to Cebu. And, yes, I've been saying Cebu, and it's Cebu. Cebu. And I do have an employee there, which for nearly a decade we have called Marites, and I learned that I'm also wrong about that. It is Marites. So 30 hours of travel, Matt, and I don't really like travel. Yeah, and I'm tall and kind of big and fat, which <laughs> doesn't really go well with airplane travel, but... Yeah, it was a long trip. So I left on a Saturday afternoon at four. And then I got there on Tuesday afternoon at noon. So what did you do on Monday? Nothing. It didn't (laughs) exist. President's Day 2018 is just like it was just like gone. Now on my way back, I got all that time back apparently, which it certainly felt like on the 11 hour flight over because I thought that would never end. Now, there's kind of an interesting thing. And I had so many people ask me, Are you the tallest person that you've seen? Are you the tallest person there? Yes, I did not see anybody as tall as me in the Philippines until I got on the frickin plane to come home. And there was a guy bigger than me and as tall in the seat right behind me. (laughs) So out of tall people, courtesy, I didn't put my seat back the whole way. And it was really just kind of a shitty, there's really no great 11 hour plane ride unless you're like, uh, you know, on your own mega jet. So what was the, the best thing you you probably did in Cebu? Um, it started with seeing the people that I've been working with for almost a decade. You know, I've gotten to know these folks so much. Um, I mean, one, one guy helped him buy a house. Um, I've helped these people do a lot of different things. They've helped me do a lot of different things. And it's just kind of interesting that we've never, you know, sat down face to face. So, you know, getting there and well, first off, I I thought it was pretty funny because here I am, I get, I get to the Philippines and I get to customs, and well, I was smuggling laptops. (laughs) <laughs> um, I had a bunch left over and I wanted to bring them over. And, and when I've mailed them over there in the past, first off, the freight alone is a couple hundred bucks. And then they tax the shit out of them on the way in. And it kind of just eliminates the savings of sending them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take, I am going to take these laptops. And, you know, I felt like this, like, you know, black market smuggler. And here I am at customs. And I was like, God, I hope they don't tax me. And well, for me, customs involved the guy at customs, just waving at me as I walked by. And that was it. I was like, damn it. I should have brought like 30 more laptops. So you didn't have to keyster them. I didn't. Well, I had keystered them. That's <laughs> the problem. I'm sitting there with all these laptops keystered and I'm just trying to smile, which it's uh. tough to do when you have a bunch of laptops keystered. But no, <laughs> you just waved me on by. And, and you know, that, you know, there, it, it takes you about 10 seconds outside the airport to immediately know you're not near your home. Um, and, you know, real talk, you, you definitely notice the different levels of how people live and there's clearly a lot of poverty and then there's, you know, people driving around hundred thousand dollar cars and, you know, different stuff like that. So, um, the very first thing you notice is the traffic. My God, we drove like four miles to the, maybe to the airport and it took like an hour and a half. It was ridiculous. Just cause there's not enough roads. Uh, well, there's roads that are completely filled with vehicles. And then on the sides of those vehicles and the center lane, there are about 10,000 people on motorcycles also cruising up and down and weaving in and out. And I don't understand how people aren't just like run over every day on motorcycles there. So did, did most of the people own tricycles? No, I didn't really see any of those. You didn't see that? No, I just saw, I mean, really the main thing that people drive there is it's, I don't want to call, it's kind of like a mix between a uh, motorcycle. It's not like a Harley and it's also not like a dirt bike. It's almost, a sidecar. No, there's oh, no okay. sidecars. No, they the tricycles you're talking about are kind of like uh um, like a rickshaw, okay. Um, you know, kind of like the guy that would run, yeah. pick it up and run. Except right. they just have a motorcycle attached to it. Okay. Now those those aren't allowed on the regular city streets. Ah. But what is that's really interesting is called a jeepney. You know, a okay. jeepney is. You heard, heard about no. these? Okay, so imagine the van from like Scooby Doo, okay, <laughs> with no windows or any, and about thirty people in the back, and they're everywhere, and they're all kinds of weird, crazy, like Easter egg colors with all these people and they're just jumping in and out. That's their form of public transportation. Oh,
0: so it's kind of like a bus.
1: It is. It is a bus. Okay. And, but the, see, that's the thing. A, a, a traditional bus wouldn't probably function very well. So they have all these little jeepneys and they're about the equivalent. Uh, you can basically go from one end of Cebu to the other for about a dollar. They look freaking terrible to ride in. There's no windows. There are so many cars. Uh, a lot of the cars are clearly, uh, uh, Sanford and son ish, like they are put together from parts and they are spitting out black, gross smoke. And then you have a nice car right next to it. And then 10,000 motorcycles going by. So yeah, it's pretty pretty Hmm. hectic. Yeah. So definitely noticed that, um, you know, got to the hotel, which was pretty interesting. It was about a hundred yards from our new office. So that was convenient. Um, I did not realize the American consulate was also, In my hotel. So I immediately noticed that there were armed guards outside it. Now, actually, in Cebu, there are armed guards everywhere, all of which look like they are willing to and ready to stop nothing. I don't even know what they're doing. (laughs) They're like, you know, they have the little like sticks with the mirrors and they look under your car and stuff. But I mean, they don't give a shit. I don't know why they're carrying guns. They're at the mall. Were they carrying, like, big assault rifles? Yeah, or shotguns. shotguns Yeah, Yeah. like, I mean, they have, like, what looks like, you know, like... tactical shotgun. Yeah, yeah, like an AR-15 or, like, a shotgun. But these guys, I mean, they don't look...
0: I remember seeing that when I was in Mexico and it was weird. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling
1: you, they might actually do something there. These guys were, like, they're show ponies or something because I don't (laughs) think they were going to do anything. And then then one of the things that I, I noticed and I was somewhat aware of ahead of time was the... Um, what I watched a YouTube video on, it was about as an American, you seem to get the benefit of the doubt everywhere. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. And this guy was on YouTube. He's talking about it. like, he'd walk up and ask a policeman where the trash can was. And the policeman would just take the, take the trash from him and go put it in the trash. And like, these are weird little things, but I definitely noticed that like at the office, there's a security desk on the, just to get in and go up to the elevator. Not one time did they stop me wand me ask me for id or anything but yet our employees on like their fourth and fifth days are like god they're so tight at the desk they're making me leave my id and like they didn't even they just waved me right on by
0: oh wow
1: and and, you know maybe they just assume that we're not what they're looking for but it was the same thing on the way back into the hotel because i had to go past that security station for the consulate and the guys just kind of wave and they're like, kind of like customs Oh, except I didn't have laptops Keister. <laughs> <But,
0: laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, it, we it did a lot of work on the way into it. Um, we had about 100 people apply for the five jobs. Um, and it was, you know, so we had to thin that out. And did a really good job of that. And basically, um, people keep asking me, like, well, what'd you do when you were there? Yeah, I worked a lot. And I got sick halfway through because all that hell you were drinking? You don't um, know yeah. what it was. Okay, so for those of you that weren't paying attention uh, uh, on the on the Startup Hustle Facebook chat, I, I found an energy drink called Hell. <laughs> all capitals. It's like Red Bull and it's 50 cents a can. Oh, man. So the first day I drank it, I thought it was great. And I even made a, a Facebook video <laughs> th- that said, if you work for Hell, I would like to be your official spokesperson. Um, the third day of drinking Hell... And I don't know if it was from hell or from something else. I got what many travelers often refer to as Montezuma's revenge, which, oh, man, was not my greatest
0: day there. So did they tell you to uh, like drink the tap water or not drink the tap water uh, or any of that kind of stuff you have to worry about? Uh, everybody that
1: I knew that picked me up and worked with me there, they said, Under no circumstances do you put this water in your mouth. Oh, okay. Yes, you do not drink the water. Okay. Uh, It's all bottled or whatever. Um, You know, it's crazy because the same stuff we buy, like a bottle of Gatorade that is like three bucks at the convenience store, it's like 80 cents there. Which I still don't understand because it's the same product. Yep. But yeah, so right next to the hotel, which... So our... Our office there is in a building called Avenir, which is one of the, um, it's a mixed use building. So it has like condos and offices in it. And it's one of the newer, nicer buildings. Uh, so every day when I would walk to, uh, to the office and I go down this little alley and there's these two just, I mean, dive bar is maybe being too kind, but every morning at about 8am, these things were freaking packed full of people getting wasted and singing really, really bad karaoke. <laughs> and, and like, it, you know, the, the, the seating in these bars consists they were picnic tables and they were gross. And there's at least two of them that have someone passed out on top on part or underneath them. Um, so, you know, obviously they're, and this, these things were open 24 hours a day. Every time I walk by people are singing really bad karaoke, um, and they're having a good time, And I was trying to figure it out. I was like, man, why are these, pe- these people are all getting wasted at eight in the morning like what's the deal? am i missing missing out on something And I realized they're all call center employees that work in the building that we were in, and they were getting off work after being up for the American hours so that was a kind of a uh a happy hour special for them so um one day, I did stop and have a beer there. <laughs> um which was interesting
0: did you do any singing
1: i did not um but i should have it's not that i wouldn't have i just think that there was quite a few people in front of me in line and i did not okay. really want to stay there it's dude it's the moment i got off the plane till the moment i got back on the plane i was sweating it's like 90 percent humidity 74 to 88 every day but yeah you sweat man it's kind of kind of messed up oh. yeah so what else did you do that was fun Uh, That was fun. You say Uh, something you went to the mall to buy plants. Oh, man. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) you're going to make me relive this, Watson. All right. Look, if I never have to buy another electronic in the Philippines, I'm fine with that. And first off. I don't understand. I would really think that buying electronics in Asia would be a hell of a lot easier than they make it. And I, you know why I told you why it really sucks, right? Why? Because they make, they open every single item, want to unwrap it, plug it in, show you that it works, have you sign off on it, wrap it back up and then leave. Now, maybe if you're doing one thing, that's okay. But when you show up to buy half a dozen monitors and five laptops, that's a freaking commitment of yeah. time, man. And, you know, it, it, I was kind of over it. And, you know, I complained to you about it a few times on the, while I was there and you're like, can't you just tell them no, like, no, some stores have the policy that it was, you know, but. Overall, in in Cebu, there's there's a mall. It's called SM Mall, and this is probably the biggest mall I've ever been in. I don't know how to accurately estimate this, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was thirty to fifty thousand people in this mall on a Saturday afternoon. Hmm. It's where everything is. We went to Ace Hardware in the mall. If you want to buy house plants, you go to the mall, and it's it's a whole act of getting in and out and finding a parking space and doing all that different stuff. But you know, so here you are in this massive mall and now you're buying half a dozen laptop monitors and all these laptops. And, you know, we basically made like five trips there and it was felt like my daily task. It was, it was interesting. Um, the thing that probably left the most interesting impression on me was they have department stores and the number of people that are actually any store that we went into, the number of people that were working in all of them was amazing. Like talking like, uh, these stores are oftentimes small. So maybe they're like 15 by 15 and they'll have like nine people working in them. And I got a little more into why that might be the case. And, you know, these folks make like a buck an hour. So for as far as the business goes, it's not a very big expense, but I still don't understand why they need like 12 people in the men's jeans section of the department store. But they're there and they are all very willing
0: to help you. Hmm. Yeah. So what are the, what was the weirdest thing they sold at the mall?
1: Oh man. As far as weird goes, I don't know if it was necessarily what they were selling. It's more how they're selling it. Um, Meaning like, you know, in many ways it was like, you know, people barking at you at the front of, you know, and just different stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if there was necessarily a bunch of weird stuff. Um, the weirdest stuff I saw being sold was on the back of a bicycle on the, on the alley, on the way back to the hotel. And that was (laughs) Balut. I did not try it. Um, I'm going to let the listeners go ahead and Google that themselves. It's the weirdest shit that you should never eat, and especially when it comes off of a thermos on the back of a bicycle. So what well, did the, the people there, like your employees and stuff, did they eat it? No. They don't no, eat it? No, but they all swear by it. Like it's this like amazing food that will just change your life, like- make, make you have sex like you've never <laughs> had. According, <laughs> according to them, Balut is like Filipino Viagra.
0: Just like uh, eating mountain oysters or something else? <sighs> Oh man, but it's so much worse.
1: <laughs> all right, look. Let's just tell people make it easy. Balut is a weird ass Filipino delicacy that is a basically a baby duck in an egg that didn't make it all the way to hatching, and then it ferments it. It's the grossest shit imaginable. I can't even imagine eating it. Like I don't think I could. I could do it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't see anybody else eat it. But of course, they all swear by it. And oh, you should try it. Okay, you first. (laughs) You first, you tricky guy. I don't want to. Yeah. So I I didn't have much trust for any of the things that they kept recommending. Was there cockfighting at the mall? No, but they... Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so... God, you talk about weird things. Cockfighting is the is the pride of the nation in the Philippines, and it is very mainstream. I saw an ad on TV the first day I got there for Thunderbird. <laughs> and Thunderbird is like the ultimate steroids and uh, supplements for your rooster. The spokesperson? Manny Pacquiao. Oh, wow. Just right there on TV. So... Uh, yeah, cockfighting's very uh, it's very normal there. And uh, on Sundays, in the individual areas or provinces, as they call them, there are usually cockfighting rings. And Rico pointed several of them out. Um, but you didn't go. I don't know if they wanted me there. All right. Yeah, they televise it. I did not find the channel that it was on, but yeah, it was pretty weird. And and I mean, right now I'm jacked up on Thunderbird. I, that's the one thing I brought back. I mean, do, I look good, right? Is that why I haven't slept? You're growing wings. Oh, no. Oh, that, Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know, man. But if you, you do, it, it's funny because you go, I don't know if it's funny, but you, you, as you drive around, there are definitely residences and places that just have these like monstrous cocks or roosters (laughs) by the way our office is on the 15th floor and when you open the window you don't have to wait more than 10 seconds to hear really everywhere you go man i don't know where these it was like you know i've been to saint thomas a bunch and it's the same there um but yeah you always the roosters everywhere weird yeah it was pretty it's weird it's weird there was you know overall though i mean i gotta say um the you know, the people in Cebu and, and of the Philippines, you know, amazing, man. They're they're like the nicest people. And um, you know, I, I had a bunch of people like, Hey, did anybody try to hustle you? i no, I didn't venture out too far. Um, I'm also like twice the size of the average (laughs) Filipino, so I don't know if I'm the ideal target, but man, everybody was so nice. I've never, you know, we interviewed quite a few people and I had no less than four people like sincerely and legitimately thank me for bringing jobs to their country and to their city. Like outside of the interview, like none of this was like ass kissing. It was just a a legit thank you. I was, I, and it was, you could tell it was sincere. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought, and you... (laughs) You know, we've had this discussion before about offshoring and, and whatever, and and um, I, I really thought it was pretty awesome because on probably the eighth day that I was there, one of the new guys showed up to work and he said, "Hey, man, there's a rumor in the IT park, which is where a lot of people are employed. He goes that this new company, Gigabook, is in town and it's the place you want to go work." And it was the people that had talked to us and. You know, on the on the sad side, a lot of these people have been taken advantage of and they haven't been treated the way that they should be treated. And, you know, I I came in and was kind of they, they felt really great about the fact that they had already spoken to one of our local managers who's worked with me for nine years. And that gave me the street cred with them to have a legitimate discussion and explain to them, like, look, like you're you're services, your loyalty, and your participation in this company will be appreciated. Uh, Honestly, I pay a little bit more than some of these other companies. And it's still a huge win for for them and for
0: us. We probably get people coming over there that think they're going to set up an office and do all this. And then they hire people and then it doesn't work out. And then it all falls apart or what have you. So, and as
1: you're aware, we hired three people from one existing company, which only had 20 people. Um, 10 people from that company applied. Oh, geez. Yeah, half. (laughs) And I couldn't really get down to what the issue was until the first day of employment, one of them showed up, and they had just referred to it as a management problem. But what had been going on was that one of the managers at this business was basically just kind of demeaning and, and really not treating people well. And you know, in Asian cultures, doing that, demeaning people or, you know, calling them out in front of a group is a little bit different than it is here. Like, it, it's a little more, accept- like you can get over it a lot faster here, but it can be really kind of shameful. But overall, it just wasn't creating a very positive or comfortable work environment. And, you know, people don't want to be around that. And, and then on top of it, too, there are a lot of people there. <laughs> there's a lot of people that show up to that country to just abuse it. And there's some weird stuff, like apparently 50% of the people traveling there are going there for weird sex stuff. And there's definitely a lot of that. At first, I thought I was really popular and the chicks thought I was good looking because you go somewhere (laughs) and they're like, hey, handsome. And then I realized, you know, there's just a lot of hookers around. So they know how to ask for the sale. That's for sure. Next time I do a sales training, I'm going to fly some of them in and teach salespeople. This is what you got to do. You got to ask people to buy something and you will probably sell more, but you know, you know, so people going to do weird stuff like that, and then other people that are just kind of there. Uh, a lot of the employees felt like they were being treated like they were disposable. And you know, I don't know, I just don't get it. I mean, they're no different than anybody we sure. employ here. And you know, I've had people there like I, consider I had some of those people like my family member. Right. And uh, I mean, like legit family members. Like, I mean, well past the level of how you have an employee and you know, the idea of people coming in and just treating people like crap and using and abusing them is just really kind of lame. So yeah, our office is really nice, man, 15th floor uh, windows from floor to ceiling. And, you know, you know, you were actually encouraging me to do some of that too, and kind of take the American startup values. there. Sure. And uh, I did. And it went over really well. It was really, you gave me some good advice there. Thanks.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was important not to make it
1: look like a call center over there. Or something. Yeah. And that, that was a big thing too. Like they came in and, you know, the office is small, it's maybe like 600 square feet. It's pretty expensive for that too. That was the one of the only things that was grossly more expensive than here. And I wanted to figure out why. And it's mainly because there's just not a lot of high end Mm -hmm. uh, office space or even real estate. So if you're looking for that, you have a pretty small pool to choose from. So they get a little bit more for it, but overall it was, it was good. Um, Yeah. It's, it's not like uh, here where you don't let me have a window.
0: No, you don't get a window. And this
1: morning you have, it was like 250 degrees on, In the part of the building where GigaBook is, well, it's because of all the Bitcoin mining, man. I know it really is out of control. All right, so. I did point out for those of you that have seen Star Wars and meaning like Star Wars one, when the Jawas are like running their little chop shop of stolen robots uh, in the middle of the desert, that's a lot what like Matt has turned half of the gigabook office into looking like it is like uh, there's computers. Oh man, those computers really have a grievance, man. Like half of them are naked. Some of them are unplugged. Most of them have a lot of parts stolen off of them. It's like, the, the working conditions in your Bitcoin mine are just unten. Yeah, no, yep. It's real. I mean, it's so freaking hot. Don't tell hot. It's so hot. We had a new guy start today. I was like, welcome to your new job in the <laughs> sweatshop. <laughs> then I spent 30 minutes looking for the thermostat and didn't find it, even though it was like two inches away from my arm. <laughs> tired, Matt.
0: I'm you need tired. to go take a nap
1: maybe I'm still kind of jazzed up, man. I got all these new people starting, you know, let's kind of, let's finish that off. Cause I, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things that we want to do. And I've had, you know, I have X amount of need for, um, what we do at GigaBug, but I mean, really I'm trying to branch out and do some things with other people, maybe with you, maybe with other folks that have an interest in, Building some things that matter. Right. And, you know, I've realized that I had deep enough roots over there and the ability to grow that really fast. So I'm pretty excited to be right in the middle of building what I consider kind of like a turnkey pipeline of innovation. And I think it's gonna be pretty cool. I mean, the people that we hired are all like 15 years of experience. I mean, they're top people from big companies. And you know they're talented, and I'm really excited to see what they're not only going to do with Gigabook, but some of the other things we mm-hmm. might be able to pop out. Yep. Who knows? Yep. H- hit me up. You got a good idea? Let's let's talk about it. And you know, maybe a, maybe I might, I might be able to at least save you a couple bucks, or at least maybe some frustration. And that's probably one of the things that people on this show have talked about the most. Is it's hard to find
0: people who understand how to build products and do it the
1: right way? It, finding trustable people that are going to show up and do the job, and then really. Kind of like are who they say they are, so that's that's the one thing I feel good about in regards to like working with some other people. Is I know what we got over there, and I mean, just like building anything else, you have good days and you have bad mm-hmm. days. But I mean, the main thing is is like having having the the mechanism and the process ready to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's your own stuff or different things. But we got kind of like it's kind of like the golden corral uh, buffet of web development over there. We got a little <laughs> bit of everything, so yeah yeah well anything else yeah i want to pay i'm going to do a rochambeau to see who's going to eat the balut
0: uh, no i did
1: tell matt <laughs> I, one thing i kept telling watson i said look if you get a package from me while i'm in cebu and it's quacking it means the balut went bad <laughs> uh, matt i do want to ask a question you are wearing a gold top hat today yeah why uh you i also know, saw a picture of you on facebook wearing a cape well you know you've either gone crazy or you are just fully like well you you kind of look like the monopoly man I
0: mean, yeah well I'm, should get I, a monocle am, I am wearing a gold top hat Dude, get and a monocle the uh
1: yeah <laughs> it's not just a gold top hat it's like i don't know man it's gold oh it's gold it's for gold. sure like i'm not sure well i Isn't was in a-, a band on it yeah, it's like oh whoa, strange. it's got like a wow, that's like an iridescent bow yeah. band. Where did you even get that? At Target for three dollars, and you only bought one. Yeah, okay. I want to point out, Matt does selfish shit like this all the time. <laughs> three dollars, he could have like legitimately like, dude, get a twelve pack. Well, it matches my gold shoes. Yeah, um, we'll get we'll we'll get started on how that got started. As
0: well. <laughs> um, but it's the best three dollars I've spent. You know what? I don't want to
1: talk to you about it, man. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. A guy travels all the way around the world, comes back with some interesting stories, and you promised me a cape, and then you show up with a gold top and <laughs> don't to, I, don't know I mean, I think that's kind of
0: a bunch of crap. I'll bring you the cape tomorrow. And what was the cape for again? Uh, we went to a fundraiser for our children's school, and the theme was superheroes. Okay. So they gave everybody a cape, and I did wear my Iron Man shoes, by the way. You did? Yeah. Were they a hit? Yeah, they were a big hit. Okay, I want everyone
1: to know that I gave Matt the uh, Nike downtown Air Force One, the Iron Man special. It took me seven months to find these shoes. Um, I do have a pair and Matt I, I had to buy Matt a pair so he quit drooling on mine but Fair. yeah he was happy like like almost like a, a child that just received a really cool gift. it was they are pretty awesome. yeah it was no and I you know I was really nervous because I had to go up a half a size. I was tired of looking. I, yeah. bought, I I would have bought like a size 14 just so I didn't have to look at anymore. So. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm back. USA, USA. Hey, if you have some good ideas, hit me up. Join the Facebook uh, Startup Hustle Chat. Matt, you got anything else to say?
0: No, welcome back. Salamat.